You're listening to the Unofficial BattleBots Podcast, recording almost live from the Unofficial Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is episode number 76, our week 7 instant reactions and rapid recap. Today we saw a bunch of bots for the second time, we learned about some unaired fights, we saw an epic main event. Let's get right to it. It's Robot Talking Time! your host i am al and i'm alan and we are a super fan podcast following season five of BattleBots on discovery channel and discovery plus we're spoiler free which means we won't talk about it until it airs we won't discuss it until we've watched it so you won't hear about it until you've seen it all right it is fight night we just got done watching the fights this is our instant reaction podcast we saw six knockouts yes Alan went 7-0 on his predictions. Yeah. First time anyone's done that uh, in two seasons. We learned about a good number of unaired fights, at least three. Yeah, I think three. Maybe if we look back at the standings, we might find another Yeah, and we will definitely, definitely do that before our Monday show, and that might be part of our things things we we know know. now. Yeah. Um, And Whiplash showed up in a big way. Oh, yeah. A real big way. They showed they are a true contender. Yeah, right back to where they were, you know, the first fight of the season, they got outdriven, outplayed, and beat. Yes. Um, but not tonight. No. And we will get to that, and that, that obviously will be the first fight we talk about. Yes. Um, if you listen to our preview show, we talked about how this was the week of mismatches. Yes. And that is exactly what it proved to be. Yeah, this whole week, like, all the fights seemed very one-sided. Even the main event, when it happened, it seemed very one-sided. The main event wasn't one-sided going into it. But if I hadn't seen Gruff win um, against Hypershock, mm-hmm. I would have never picked them this time either. Yeah. I would have thought that was an easy one, too. Uh, yeah. I struggled with that one. I struggled a little bit with the Mammoth pick. Yeah. Uh, of course, we'll talk about that. Yeah. If- I-, I just thought... Go ahead. If you like just complete domination fights where one bot controls the whole thing, this is an amazing episode for you. <laughs> it was entertaining, and you mentioned yes. that right before we started recording, that it still was a very entertaining episode. Yeah. I was laughing uh, mostly to myself because this is a spoiler-free podcast. Yep. But I feel like if you listened to us this week, you knew everything that was going to happen tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we basically broke down every fight, what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and it almost happened exactly as we called it. Yeah. Um, but good job to you for going 7-0. First Thank time you. we've ever done. Anyone uh, on this podcast has ever done that. That takes your season record up to 35-15. and 15. Only three games behind me at 38-12. and 12. That is amazing. So you are catching up fast. Yes. Last week really helped you. Oh, yeah. It definitely did. All right, let's get this started with the main event. Uh, we started with number nine, Whiplash. They were 0-1, having lost to Sawblaze. Taking on number 17, Gruff, who was 1-0, having knocked out Hypershock. Yep, I was uh, very... So I chose Whiplash, and at that point I was 6-0 for prediction. So I was very worried going into this. <laughs> because Gruff mentioned that Whiplash's armor is aluminum, and that, fi- that flame can melt aluminum. Yeah. So if that flame had kept up that whole fight, who knows what would have happened. Yeah, who knows. Um, This was a fight, a battle for control. Yes. Um, If if you got to the side, you had control for about 10, 30 seconds. Yeah, either bot. Either bot that took control, Mm -hmm. kept control for for a while. Yeah. Um, This was not a must win for Whiplash, even though they were 0-1. Yeah. Um, and I did have some recency bias with, with Gruff, having seen mm-hmm. them uh, beat Hypershock. Yeah. Um, so I, I right when this fight started, I thought, yeah, I probably made the wrong call because I, I loved Whiplash last year. Yeah. And we haven't talked much about him this year because it was mm-hmm. the first fight of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Gruff did not seem too serious going into this match. Their fork was bent. They were missing a wedge. Missing a wedge. Which yeah. Whiplash isn't really going to break that wedgelet on them. They have a weapon, but it's not going to do that. I guess they did rip off the other wedgelet, so I guess I'm wrong about that. <laughs> it seemed like Gruff was trying to preserve their bot, because I, I think I recall last season they were having troubles on parts. Okay. So. Oh, that would make sense. Um, Whiplash was very aggressive from the start. Oh, yeah. 
They attack the sides. Great driving. Mm-hmm. Incredible driving. Um, the Flames of Gruff originally, uh, initially, seemed to be working. Yeah, uh, it then got they a direct one. flame on Whiplash at one point. Whiplash quickly got away, though. I don't know if Whiplash like kind of nicked the flamethrower or something. Yeah, you it, could see it looked it like go. the weapon must have hit it. It had Because you have. could see the broken flame go, but it looked like it was going inwards. So it must have been hit by something. And it yeah. like got out of place. I'm watching it here on my little screen, and I I can't I can't figure out exactly what happened. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, at that point, Gruff, like you said, they lost the flames on yep. one side of their bot, but then Whiplash just continued to control and dominate. Yeah. Uh, they were smoking a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there then, was a lot of smoke from Whiplash at one point. Yeah. When their weapon first broke, that was a lot of smoke. It was a little When whose boring. weapon first broke? Whiplashes. Oh. It was kind of like an explosion of smoke, and then it died out pretty quickly. Um, I thought Whiplash was relentless. Yes. I, I think Kenny called them bullying, mm-hmm. uh, which is right. They did not let Gruff like get a breath in that battle. Just no. Just constantly on them. And as I rewatched the beginning of this fight, it was almost like Gruff was just willy-nilly using their lifter. Like yeah. Like, they didn't... Like, Whiplash got around to the side mm-hmm. of of Gruff, and Gruff was trying to use its lifter. Yeah. And it's like, well, but, there's yeah. nothing then, in front of you or over you or behind you. In the replay, it made sense because they were using that lifter in the air to make sure that they weren't completely flipped over. Like, they could self-right while in the air still with that lifter. So I think they were trying to do that. Like, just in case we're flipped over, they can't flip us over when our lifter Yeah, and maybe it was the just the optics of it because it looked like they were trying to flip something that wasn't there. Yeah. Um, but this did go to a decision. Yeah. So this was the only fight of the night uh, that wasn't a knockout. Nope. But I, it was it a great fight. It felt like a knockout also. Yeah, you had just... mentioned that when I said there were six knockouts mm-hmm. before before we started recording. You said it felt like seven. Yeah. I mean, you had Whiplash rip out the bottom of uh, Gruff. Yeah. Like we had a little part ripped out from the bottom. I think that's the most damage we've really seen on Gruff. I mean, they or... lifted Gruff on their side probably... 15 times, 12 yeah. times. And Gruff got a pretty good lift on Whiplash, but Whiplash also got a good lift on them at the same time, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, towards the end of the fight, Gruff did make sort of a comeback, their but fork. their forks like lifted Whiplash straight off the ground, and if they could have like flipped them suplex? over, who knew? Yeah. Who knows what would have happened? It would have been really hard because of that lift on Whiplash. It could constantly flail their body around and make it really hard. But it seemed like the little fork on it went in between the spinner and the actual lifter. So they got a really good grip on them. We've seen Gruff get some amazing lifts. I mean, they got an amazing one on Tombstone while they're spinning. Yeah. Like, Gruff is a good lifter. Yeah, it really is. Um, And, uh, of course, those flames are very powerful. uh, But when they both go out in the fight, you're... Yeah, yeah, you're asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it went to a decision. It was a unanimous decision, not a very tough call. Uh, I, I thought Whiplash looked great. Mm-hmm. Total control. They had dominance, really. Uh, and they were they were able to get lower. That's just the truth of it. Yeah. Um, Gruff looks like it's sitting directly on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Whiplash was able to get under yeah, them like the, every time. The forks on Gruff were bent, so they weren't really touching the ground. They lost, they didn't have a wedgelet, so I told you, like, if they go head-on collision, they will knock it under Whiplash. Right. And I guess I was surprised that Whiplash was able to get under them so easily on the side as well. Uh, It does seem like they don't focus on their side that much for ground clearance. Like, you can see, like, last season they had, like, LEDs that you could see go through it. I don't think they had them this season. But... Yeah, so that's probably something they'll want to fix. Yeah, I don't think they care too much for their sides. Um, Continuing with Whiplash, I mean, they don't really have a weapon. No. uh, But no no weapon, no worries. Yeah, it can, can like, rip off a tire when it needs to. And it has. We've seen that weapon win battles before. Yeah, yeah. Um, But not against great bots. I mean, even Whiplash says their main weapon is a lifter. Lifter. I mean, they're they're entirely about control. Yeah. uh, And they did that that quite well. Um, Gruff got control a few times, but couldn't keep control for long enough. Yeah. Uh, So that was kind of an uphill battle Mm -hmm. for them. Uh, Their weapon went out, and they they kind of... I'm calling their weapon the Flames. Yeah. And they kind of lost their chance. Yeah, we did see... But they were outdriven. uh, Whiplash get some good over-the-head hits on Gruff. 
They got one right on that lifter that bent it. And they did it right in the corner. They still didn't give Gruff any room to breathe. Like, it was very quick the way they did it. And I remember one that announcers even said, like, in the corner right away. They just hit them. Um, this is shaping up uh, to be a very interesting top ten that we're going to have. Yes. Uh, because Whiplash came in at number nine. They, you know, in theory, they should move up. Oh, yeah. Um, but there are just... The, the top tier of bots this year is bigger than it's been. Yeah. And it's just, it, it feels like it's getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And there's a couple bots in Copperhead and Beta that we're going to talk about again tonight oh, yeah. that are right there. Oh, yeah. Copperhead's in the top ten. <laughs> right. I mean, fighting for supremacy amongst these these top bots. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sam McAmis... He took the blame for the loss for the driving. They did mm-hmm. get outdriven. There's no doubt about it. Uh, if they had a game plan going in, they didn't follow it. Yeah, uh, it's a tough loss, but they have a win yeah. against Hypershock, loss against Whiplash. They're probably gonna get an easier bot for their next fight. I mean, you went against Hypershock and Whiplash. Right. Are you like coming into the season? That's very two cruel. of the top ten or twelve bots. It'd be very cruel for them to get a two and zero bot. Right. Uh, I don't think they would mind it, um, no. but. I want to see them against someone with a with a weapon. Yeah. You know, maybe we... Like a Valkyrie. You know, or a hijinks. Hijinks. We saw hijinks. Got a win. Yeah. Maybe. Someone like that. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be great for hijinks, but it'd be fun to see. Yeah. I do know of a hijinks fight that isn't gruff. Okay. So that might not happen. Oh. But a bot like hijinks. Okay. Like Rotator would be a good one. Sure. Oh, hit yeah. Those, for sure. Hit those flames off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gruff, we're thinking of them as like a duck. Like, we want to see them yeah, go against they're everyone gonna with a great weapon. Yeah, they're going to get very tough opponents. All right, surprisingly, uh, the next fight we're going to talk about is the first fight of the night. Captain Shredderator versus Axe Backwards. Shredderator came in at number 36, having been knocked out by Lockjaw. Axe Backwards came in at number 55, having been knocked out by Malice. The big story here... Besides the fact that it was the first fight of the night, which we couldn't understand mm-hmm. originally, that wedge on Axe backwards, yeah. totally different configuration, was, made a huge difference. I was wondering why they didn't use it against Malice. Maybe they made it after Malice, just in case if I know their horizontal spinner. That wedge was really good. Yeah, I mean, it looks like something that it is, looks fits on mm-hmm. the bot perfectly. Like it doesn't so look like they just I came tell up with it. The arms are the same arms that they use for the axe. So they may have just taken the axes out and just put some plate on there. Okay. So it could have been made yeah, after I mean, that Malice fight. W- for whatever reason they did it, and whenever they did it, it was a, it was a great move for them. Because yes. this was one of the worst bots, period, over yeah. the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. And Three going seasons. gets a full body spinner at those exposed wheels. Not looking good if they don't have a wedge. So, Captain Shredderator, we know they lost because of that uh, pin pin in the break line. Um, and they, they kind of won me over in that fight, kind of. I yeah. wasn't completely on board. But they took a massive fit from Lockjaw and kept on moving. When I looked back on it, knowing that it was just the break line, mm-hmm. it looked different to me. Yeah, if Captain Shredder that we saw tonight performed the way they did against Lockjaw, we, might, we may see a 2-0 Captain Shredderator. Yeah, I mean, let's not get carried away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so this fight starts, and nobody does anything, which I thought was smart. I mean, Shredderator smart for doesn't Captain wanna... Shredderator. Yeah. I don't know about Axe Backwards. You're saying to let them get spun up? Yeah, because even it, when well, Axe Backwards got spun up, they couldn't do anything with that weapon. And, you know, they wanted to stay near the wall so um, Shredderator would hit the wall? Yeah. Well, when the fight starts, Shredderator's sitting right next to the wall. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they could have went right after him. Oh, yeah. um, great but driving they didn't. from Shredderator, by the way. Really great driving. Um, a bunch of huge hits. Yeah. Uh, a couple times, ones, Shredderator but... went over the top of them, and, yeah. and that, that drum spinner started to work a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like the second hit, but both of them just went flying across the arena. Yeah, there were some great um, dual action hits here axe backwards is the perfect shape to get hit around with by horizontal spinner because they will just fly around it yeah lots of great hits like i said great driving camp shredder the way they maneuvered around that wedge was amazing yeah so and they had to because when they hit the side of that wedge or of course the tires of axe Mm -hmm. backwards 
Um, that's when they did real damage. When it was yeah. straight onto the, the drum or straight onto the, the wedge. From the wedge, yeah. Right, or even when it was just the drum. Yeah. Um, Axe Backwards held its own. Yeah. But they have a design flaw. They do. Anybody that has wheels that are bigger than their weapon now knows they have a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially so, again. Axe Backwards is in yeah. that category. Maybe not against like a vertical spinner or even a lifter. Against horizontal spinners, that's a big problem. And they've yeah. gone against two horizontal spinners already. Right. Yeah, it's just a design flaw in general, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It, it benefits you against certain yeah. uh, teams. It, it hurts mm-hmm. you against others. Uh, I'm watching that fight. Uh, Axe backwards, wheel just... It was already it got, flown off. Uh, but they showed a close-up of it. And yeah. they still had that that rubber tacking on, yeah. on the outside. It was better. It was definitely better. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they got direct hits and it didn't fall off. There is one hit by Shredderator where they went around the wedge and they hit the tire and kind of put Axe backwards on its side. Do you remember that hit? Uh oh yeah 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 I, I, yeah mm-hmm. yeah I and thought the, the, yeah because at first I was thinking like if this goes to a judge's decision this is not great driving for a camp shredder to win a decision because they're kind of running away and right after that they got that great maneuver. Um yeah, they're showing some of the replays now in slow motion and the amount of sparks and the flames coming out here. This is a really cool fight. I I wasn't expecting anything here. Um, yeah. and it was it was it was really really entertaining. Yeah, Cam Schrader completely won me over with this match. I they, mean, they are a fun bot to watch now because they, they showed, don't die. They showed their potential. Yeah. Why, you know, people have talked about them for so long without them being great in yeah. battle bots. Because they used to be great, but then they kept on using technology that they didn't know too much about. And in this season they went back to the basics and look at how they're doing. Because even with this win, that takes them to three and ten yes. in BattleBots. Not a great yeah. record. Not a great record. Um, this was a really good fight. Yeah. Uh, they did show their potential. Mm-hmm. They did show they're reliable. Yeah. We and like you said, great driving. It overall it was great driving, but there were multiple times where like he made a great driving move. Yeah. We we finally have a shell spinner to compete with Gigabyte in terms of who's better. Yeah. Because it, it was Gigabyte by it. I'll, unless he counts the way out as a shell spinner. Right. I heard they're a cage spinner. Right. But it was like by a mile. Gigabyte yeah, I mean, was the we call them all full body spinners, but yeah. the shells you are can, definitely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Shredder is different from Bloodsport. Like, yeah. They're both full body spinners, but they act differently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to me, they're not in the same class. So, yeah, yeah I, I 100% agree. Um, Shredder to look good? Yeah, I wonder who their next opponent is. As much as I'd like it to be a bot like Gigabyte, I doubt we're going to see a fight like that without a tournament. Right, because that would... That's just too much. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, like Battlebots like, has said they do not want to put two big weapons against each other and fight Early in the, because, in the regular season. We saw that with Tombstone versus Minotaur, and Tombstone just ripped up the floor of that yeah, entire fight. Yeah, and I don't, fight. I don't know that this would fall under that category necessarily. Yeah, but I, two necessarily, powerful horizontal spinners, the, I think, is what when they're they collide. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they need a win. They do. They're only one and one. Um, their loss was to Lockjaw, but who is two and zero oh, though? If Lockjaw goes three and zero, oh, right? That's I mean, a good loss. It's a it's a fine loss. It's one of the best losses you can get. And the axe backwards win, even though it was exciting, it was fun to watch. It's not going to look wasn't good impressive. to the judges. Yeah. Yep. Um, I actually like the design, obviously, of axe backwards like a thousand times more mm-hmm. um, than the old one. But yeah. that, that's that's it's it's done. I don't think we're going to yeah. see any version of this bot. Maybe if they can find a way to put the wheels behind the weapon somehow. With those big wheels, it just may not be fixable, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's fine when they go against a lifter or even vertical spare, but when you when you go against those horizontal spares, you need to find a way to put your wheels behind your weapon because yeah. they're getting hit. All right. Um, I don't expect... Uh, I Honestly, I don't expect Shredderator in the tournament. No. But they gave themselves a real fighting um, chance. Unless they give them... Like a really good opponent, and they beat that opponent. I don't think we're seeing them in the tournament. I mean, I'm gonna have them close. I had them 34. Oh, you know what? Now that I say that, I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Maybe. Possibly. All right. Uh, the next fight we want to talk about is the sub-main event. We have Hypershock versus Mammoth. Hypershock came in at 15. Uh, they were 0-1, having lost to Gruff, as we just talked about. Uh, Mammoth was 1-0, having knocked out Huge in that epic fight. Yes. Uh, Hypershock, you know, they've got that dual disc spinner. Mm-hmm. Mammoth comes in with what they're calling a launcher. And this, yeah. this time they went with the all-metal weapon. Yes, they're big boy. Or they're all offensive weapon. At the, at the time, I thought, well, that's smart. Mm-hmm. I still think it was smart. Yeah. I mean, it didn't. It's not why they lost. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. Uh, I was a little surprised when we were watching that I didn't um, that I didn't pick them. Yeah, you did tell me that. And I even said I was surprised because you would defend them a lot when we were talking about them. Yeah, and I like betting against uh, Will Bales. Yeah. But in this case, I bet it on Will Bales. Um, one thing I noticed at the beginning that Wedge... Uh, I, I know Hypershock really only drives on two wheels, and they actually talked about it right after I mentioned something, mm-hmm. uh, because they were talking about when they're inverted. Yeah. But even when they're right side up, mm-hmm. uh, their wedge is so low that their front wheels basically don't touch the ground. Yeah, or like if it does, it's a little, very little traction. Yep. Um, but, I mean, it's been proven that that doesn't really matter in this fight, because that driving and speed is amazing on Hypershock. Yeah, so Hypershock... Was aggressive from the beginning, not hyper aggressive, yeah. but I, they, were, they were aggressive. I remember predicting that we will see Hypershock run circles around Mammoth. And, that, and they did. Because why wouldn't they? They don't want to go straight into that launcher of Mammoth. <laughs> right. It'd be um, pretty dumb. I think Mammoth made some mistakes here in that they, they probably should have at some point just stayed where they were mm-hmm. and tried to use that launcher. Yeah. And we saw them try using <clears> it twice. And, and it couldn't even lift this whiplash. was uh this was mammoth's big problem last season and that their ground clearance was pretty bad they could not get under their opponent both yep. times we saw them try doing that they slapped the wedge of hypershock like hypershock would have more or less had to have been disabled yeah for them to use their launcher mm-hmm. um this was really good driving by will bales amazing driving uh, a couple good hits then a couple great hits Mammoth totally fell apart. Yeah. Uh, why they were asking to be flipped back over, I don't know. Well, they did explain afterwards that well, they knew that the wheels, wheels were moving. Yeah. Save your bot, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so they were flipped. They were totally fell apart. Mm-hmm. We saw the chain laying there. Yeah. Uh, Will Bales and Hypershock, he basically just needed to get out from under Mammoth. Yep. To secure the win. Uh, they were asking him, hey, should we hit you? Yeah. Should we hit you? They said softly. They said yes. The batteries. And then... Very quietly said, yeah. "Don't." Hit, I barely heard them say, "Don't right. hit the batteries." I doubt Will Bales heard. I say heard that. it the second time they played yeah. it. Yeah, when the you show. got the people cheering, you hear the weapon spin up. I doubt he heard. Yeah, and if it's thumbs up or thumbs down, and you've got plexiglass in between yeah. you while the battle's going on, it's like, so they got smashed. Yeah, I was thinking that weapon's powerful, but it's against Mammoth, so I don't really know. And then they hit the batteries and just popped them. I mean, really high in the air. Yeah, my takeaway from Hypershock is that it was great driving. And we yes. know Will Bales is a great driving. It was mm-hmm. it was, it was this, uh, I forget what Kenny was calling it. Like Berserk. This Berserko mode, this yeah. chaos mode, uh, which yeah. when I, you're I, I constantly When Hypershock's constantly on their opponent, we see some of their best battles. I mean, just thinking last season, Valkyrie and Monsoon, they were completely on their opponents the whole time. Even Bite Force, they were on them the whole time. And they had them on the ropes multiple times. Yeah, this was so aggressive. Uh, they really showed their potential. They did everything they needed to win. Yep. Uh, there's still some driving issues. And yeah. They I didn't admitted to not having the self-writing. Yeah, which they had little things sticking up. So if they were flipped over, they could still drive. Drive inverted. Yeah, kind of like what you see on Mad Catter. Yeah, I guess my point there is that this bot still isn't ready to go. And they've already fought twice. Yeah. Um, so it seems like Hypershock's never really ready to go. Correct. And they, and they mentioned that well, so. at, the, at the beginning. They said there's always seems to be one thing missing. Yeah. And that's an attention to detail. And that's yeah. true in life. Mm-hmm. Like the people that have the best attention to detail in things like this typically do better. Yeah. So that might do them in. Uh, Mammoth was completely exposed. Uh, their weapon couldn't lift Hypershock. That's not good. No. Well, it couldn't get under Hypershock. Yeah, I mean, they 
And they had a I couple think that weapon and... was powerful because we saw it hit the wedge and then bounce back. So I it has Which the power. Uh, Mammoth Lifter like slapped the wedge of Hypershock, and I think it bounced back a little bit when it did that. Mammoth, Mammoth bounced back. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the I, problem. Yeah. I remember seeing Mammoth fight Wan Hu last season, and they just couldn't get under Wan Hu. I mean, yeah, ground clearance was always her problem. Getting under their opponent was always her problem. Big problem. Yeah, I mean, you can't lift someone if you can't get under them. Yeah, especially... And so they couldn't lift Hypershock. Yeah. They they could not do it. They had to get to the side and hope to, like, get a good catch in between the two tires. That weapon's not good enough, is my point. You can spin it however you want, but it's it's not good enough. The weapon itself is good enough. How they can use it is not. Hypershock would have had to been disabled. They would have had to yeah. roll up to them mm-hmm. and line it up perfectly yeah. and then try to launch them somewhere. Yeah. It doesn't work against a bot that small. Like, no. they, I, I don't see any scenario where Mammoth's weapon could have can done anything against somewhere. Hypershock. Yeah, I mean, we I, saw know, them, I know they can do it against other people. Yeah, we saw them get axe backwards out of the arena. Axe right. backwards doesn't have a wedge. When, it, whenever we see them go against a wedge, it doesn't go well for them. Okay, we're saying the same thing. We're just saying it differently. Yeah, their their weapon's not good enough. Yeah, period. Yep. Um, will they be able to replace the batteries? We think we know that they fight again. Yeah. Um, they could still get in with a win. Mm-hmm. I mean, even after the batteries are hit, the leader or the captain, he was like, "I didn't ask for that, but it's fine," or something like. He said yeah. it's fine. So. Right, which I don't know if he means the punishment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or that they'll be fine going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, uh, Ricky Williams and Mammoth, now we've seen them get destroyed um, by fast bots. They're never going to compete against fast bots. Yeah. They're just not. They're not going to win. Um, okay. Let's move on to the next fight we're going to talk about. We have Bita versus Rusty. So Bita came in at number 12. They're 1-0, having beat Rotator by that decision that we've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Rusty came in at number 37. Uh, they were 1-0, having beaten Sporkanok in a knockout. Yep. Dave Eaton is the one-man band. Uh, and Rusty, of course, has a drill yes. for a weapon. Yeah. Uh, and then Beta comes in with the hammer. Yes. Yeah, I mean... Going into this match, I was very skeptical because the announcers constantly talked about, is Rusty going to get the upset? I thought they were <laughs> trying to foreshadow something. I got yeah. very worried for Bita. Um, that obviously wasn't the case. No, it didn't work out that way. And they didn't make Rusty look that serious, thinking back on it. They talked about how they had a salad slash popcorn bowl as a helmet. They kept on saying how cute it was. They didn't really right. talk about that weapon. They didn't even talk about the reach, which is the big part about it. Yeah, and when uh, we were watching it, uh, Chris Rose yes. called it a popcorn bowl. Yep. I had called it a salad bowl Yep. on our podcast, on our preview. And the bot whisperer called it a, a salad, salad bowl. bowl. And I was so excited. Yeah. But then Dave himself said that it actually is a popcorn bowl. Yeah. So. Yeah, biggest controversy of the episode. That was the, that was the part of the fight I wanted to talk about. No. Okay. Um. Bita came in. Uh, they knew what they had to do. Uh, they've been talking a lot about how they don't want to use their weapon too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we weren't sure how much we were going to see. Yeah. Uh, there was Which, a thought that we might just see Bita tip over Rusty. Yeah. I don't blame Bita for not wanting to use their weapon that much. They said they're not used to it. But when it comes to the tournament, people don't truly know how powerful that weapon is. They might yeah. underestimate Bita. In this fight, we saw it go through aluminum, which means yeah. nothing but, when you get to the... F- Feel the, the actual speed of that hammer yeah is crazy oh it, it's insane and when, when they I were mean, showing it in slow motion i was saying like in slow motion this thing looks fast yeah and even then like it got really deep in rusty we saw the aftermath photo it went straight through the aluminum any decent spare your blacksmith your chomps or maybe this year's chomp would but it would not do that much damage to that aluminum in my opinion yeah i i I'm not sure. Um, I, I really, I yeah. really don't know. Um, but I think that you don't know when you just see it against Rusty. Yeah. I. What was because uh, no other bot is like Rusty. No other no. bot is built that flimsily, especially yeah. any bot that's going to be in the top thirty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Beta showed how fast they were. Yep. Uh, they showed how much they can use that control, use yep. that wedge, push people yeah, around. They have amazing control with that wedge. And then finally, when they did let the weapon go, uh, it was effective. Yes. Uh, and then it was uh, once Rusty really wasn't moving much. Yeah, they got one when, more hit. That's when Beta that came in and and just destroyed that back, yeah. that back part um, mm -hmm. with a couple big hits at the end. Yeah, they got a little dent in like the mid part of Rusty, and they barely hit that part. So the fact that they got a dent. I think it was impressive when they showed yeah. it in slow motion. It still looked pretty quick. It looked Definitely. like your average hammer in slow motion. Yep. Yeah. I was I was pretty impressed by Buda in that fight. I was very impressed. Um, great driving, really good weapon. Uh, they're in the they're in the tournament. Yes. Uh, I'm not completely sure about them yet because we just. I mean that rotator fight we didn't learn much. This we didn't learn much. So yeah. Uh, Want to see them get tested? That's probably what Buda wants going to the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they don't want to show all their cards. Mm -hmm. uh, they all these other people are out here grandstanding, trying to, you know... Show off how powerful show they Show off are. their bot. Yeah. And Beta's here to win. Mm -hmm. If Beta just kept on hammering down Rusty, people would immediately start building, like, anti-Beta stuff. Whether it's just putting a ton of armor on the top, it would have caught the eyes of people. So, I think this is going well for Beta. Yeah, really well. Uh, Rusty was destroyed. I actually felt bad for them. Yeah. For them. Like the Him. bot's a real person. Yeah. Uh, but I felt I, I did feel bad for Dave seeing his bot get taken. I know mm -hmm. it's just weapon. Yeah. Or, you know, mm -hmm. it's not the weapon. It's just the armor. Yeah. And it's just aluminum. Yeah. And he can replace that. Mm -hmm. But well, I still even, was like, oh, man, because yeah. I know that he's a one-man band. Yeah. And now, then, they did mention that Gabriel Strude from Beta, Beta came over right yeah. after and offered to help. From I'm what I surprised. hear, a lot of people helped with Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not surprising at all. That's the type of community this is. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the reasons we love the sport uh, but Rusty does need real armor. Yes. Uh, I, I probably needs a restart. I don't yeah. think you rebuild Rusty. I think you, you. I mean, because he's using that drill or that piercer or yeah. puncher or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's it's actually sort of powerful if he can just find the right the, like, weapon to use yeah, with it. Whether like, it's in between the tire drill. and the. Well, I'm saying spot. don't use it as a drill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Put a put a hammer on there. Yeah. Or put uh something a, a, mm -hmm. a hammer saw mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. like like Shatter did or, yeah. or just something different um because it seemed to have some power. Yeah. It it's did. just even with that power it was just a spike. Yeah. I mean we saw it knock out Spark and Knock. I don't exactly know how they knocked out Spark and Knock to be honest. I don't remember. It looked like it wasn't even in the bot when that happened. Right. But yeah. Um, okay, so Beta, we know we're going to be seeing more of them, a lot yeah. more of them we expect. We don't know uh, if any other Beta fights. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Beta's like a big question mark when it comes to what their next fight is. So Beta's got one more fight, Rusty's got one more fight. I guess, I suppose, um, if Rusty wins, they could still be in. I mean, they have a win. Yeah. Um, a lot of bots, though, when you're when one of your wins is against Sporkinok... Yeah, we Some do know bots. of another Rusty fight. Should I name it? Sure. Sawblaze. Okay. So, All right. if they well, get if, that so one. So if they win, they're in. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, Dave, you know what you got to do. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, what's the next fight we're going to talk we about? We have P1 versus Copperhead. All right. This was the second fight of the night. Um, P1 came in at number 40 in our rankings. We thought they hadn't fought at all. Turns out they're 1-0. Against Kronos. They beat Kronos in a knockout. And it seems like they just put him up against the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just they kind of showed the whole fight and the time it took to recap it, I feel. Correct. So um, Copperhead come, comes in at number 10, 1-0 with a knockout of Gigabyte where they literally knocked the cap off of Gigabyte. Yeah. Uh, I, I was a little bit shaken because... Uh, right away when they said uh, this was the second fight for P1, I wrote down, wow, they're 0-1? Nope, they're 1-0. Yep. Um, their spoiler fell off before the fight even started. Yeah. Uh, they had a problem with the drive in the first fight. We weren't sure it was ever going to be fixed. Yeah. And then they're taking on Copperhead. Yeah. That sack off, that drum spinner that Sounds spins like up Minotaur. in no time at all. Um, it is something to look out for. It's crazy. We don't yeah. know how powerful it is. Yeah. 
Um, it looked incredibly powerful. If it's apparently more powerful than last year's spinner, and that was already really powerful. So that's pretty scary. Yeah, so this fight was really quick. Um, yeah. There was maybe two hits. Two hits. Yeah, I think uh, it was And the two. second one was awesome because yeah. P1 like did, did a, a full flip. 360 mm-hmm. reverse flip. Yeah. Uh, this was a knockout, obviously, by yeah. Copperhead. Uh, extremely powerful. This is going to be a tough out. Um, they want a rivalry match with Black Dragon. I thought that yeah. was awesome. Yes. And if we get that... Then we will know how powerful yeah. Copperhead's weapon is. And I think we get that fight, if I recall correctly. That's amazing. Uh, two amazing weapons. Two great teams. I think Copperhead, right now, if I had to guess, has the upper hand. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Especially with driving. And, and I think that Copperhead looks bit like better. a tank. Yeah, I think that it, bot's it a little bit looks better than like Dragon. It can take some hits. Those tires can actually take hits from bots. It took multiple hits from Son of Wyatch and kept on moving. Well, there you go. Um, P1's done. Yeah. I mean, they're not. But for this season, they're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw them in, in Bounty Hunters. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if their next fight is on aired. P1 has terrible luck when it comes to aired fights. They've never had an aired fight where they win. <laughs> okay. Uh, their one aired fight last season was when they got flipped out of their arena by Sub-Zero. Well, there you go. So... Um, Okay, so we want to see Copperhead get tested by a better bot. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations to P1 on their one win against Kronos. Yeah. Good for them. Yep. Uh, it's, always forgot, good to, it's always good to get a win. I forgot Kronos was in this season. Uh, I was looking through the rankings on Monday or whenever, mm-hmm. and I was looking at the bots I hadn't fought, and I was a mm-hmm. little bit surprised uh, yeah. because we at least saw them televised last year. Yeah, and Kronos did beat Copperhead last season. That's nuts. Yeah, although... I mean, yeah, no, Kronos' damage actually beat Copperhead last season. Um, okay, I still want to see Copperhead tested this year. If we and see them against Black Dragon, Ultimate test. And Black Dragon had a Minotaur configuration. I assume they don't need to do much to that to make it a Copperhead configuration. Right. So, that'll yeah. be a really good fight. That will be a really good fight. Um, Alright, what's the next fight? We have um, Sub-Zero versus Sporkanok. Number 57, Sporkanak, out of 59. Uh, they were 0-1, having lost to Rusty by a yeah. knockout. Uh, Sub-Zero came in at number 38. They were 1-1. They knocked out Grabot, got knocked out by Jackpot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Logan Davis, first season with Sub-Zero. It's the Flipper. They've got the Drone, uh, Spitfire. Yep. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about the nuisance bots of... Uh, Copperhead. Oh, Copperhead. I actually like those. Yeah, I like it. I don't think it's ever going to do anything. <laughs> no, no, no. But like it's fun It's fun seeing like snakes just slither around. Yeah. I remember seeing that against Gigabun. I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> um, not that Spitfire is a, a little bug because it's yeah. a drone that mm-hmm. shoots fire. And Did we could see be... Spitfire this fight? It, it like the first hit or one of the first flips. Mm-hmm. Um, in the corner, like you could see the drone come sweeping through because it like shook me. I was like, "What oh. the heck was that?" Yeah, like there was things flying around the arena. Yeah, when they showed the Grabot replay, I saw that they flipped Grabot into Spitfire. Also, yeah. So <laughs> Spitfire's been through a lot. They've been thrown in the screws before. Um, Sporkinok came in with their hammer and uh, lifter and the lifter. So I the guess. hammer was flat behind them. Yeah, and the lifter was in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a boring fight. Yeah. Sub-Zero uh, did flip Sporkanok mm-hmm. many times, Sporkanok, but they were completely reckless. Sporkanok is a bad bot to flip because they are very slippery. Um, Sub-Zero just never got a good grip. I doubt many bots would have gotten a good grip of Sporkanok. Yeah. God, I, I really want to like Sub-Zero. I kind of do now. Um, I mean, I do. I do yeah. like them. I mean, mm-hmm. I really want them to do well. Yeah. Um, they go to two and one. This is mm-hmm. going to be a really interesting case here. Yeah. We did see that flipper break. Uh, in this fight? Yeah. Oh, I, like, well, didn't Something break, got but... dislodged. Whatever held it down got dislodged, so it went up higher. Yeah. And I think that made it do better. <laughs> that's what, so in Robot Wars, that's what their flippers kind of do. They kind of go up and like face the ceiling yeah and those flippers are known as some of the best flippers in robot combat that's really interesting um 
Yeah, so it may have been better for Sub-Zero in the long game. Well, yeah. not the long game because they're about to break. But in that fight, it kind of did them a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, they they you know they got enough hits. They got enough flips. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, they were a little bit reckless. I mean, yeah. just flying around trying to create highlights. Yeah. Uh, I get it. They, well, they, I get it because this is their last fight. Right, but it actually made them look worse, in I, my opinion. Yeah. So if they they had three minutes to mm-hmm. try to get five or six great flips, yeah. in my opinion, mm-hmm. and they were trying to get like thirty flips, that's yeah. how it felt. Yeah, um, um, their schedule was really weak. Go ahead, go ahead. If I were a selection committee, I think I would put Sub Zero in the tournament because their one loss was a jackpot, and it seemed like they just randomly died in that battle mm-hmm. when they were dominating the whole. They were time. winning, yeah, and they haven't randomly died ever since then. So here's the thing, though. It's three rookies. They fought yeah. three rookies. Mm-hmm. If, That's insane. If Jackpot goes to three and zero, I think Sub Zero kind of deserves it. So here's why. Here's my case against them. Okay. And I'll just make this case. There are more than thirty-two bots that would beat Sporkanok and Grabot. Yes. Yep. Beating those two bots and only those two bots yeah. does not make you one mm-hmm. of the top thirty-two. They bots. got. Really unlucky. With so that schedule. you have to imagine what they would do against some of these mm-hmm. other bots. Yeah, and Sub Zero has had worse seasons and gone against Minotaur. So I had them at thirty six. This is another win. I mean, I'm going to have them right near that bubble. Yeah, they're in the bubble. Which if, is, if they it, make it, they're going to be going against yeah. Hydra or. Well, I almost said Witch Doctor, but it'd be Witch Doctor. Or Mad Catter, if they're lucky. (laughs) Sawblaze. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be... Probably Bloodsport, if they go 3-0. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm just saying that if if they're one of the lowest seeds, they Mm -hmm. have to... Invariably, that means you take on one Mm -hmm. of the highest seeds. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't get a top tier bot. Like I said, they've had way worse seasons and they've gotten top tier bots. They got Minotaur in their third season. Yeah. And like you said, um, with the jackpot fight, if they had won that fight, this would be a different story. Yeah. They wouldn't have fought those two other bots if they beat jackpot. You think the schedules get changed as the season goes on? Maybe. Because... I think if I think they're they, slotted I think they into spots fought, and then they can switch. Yeah, them. I think they would have fought Grabot, but after they beat Grabot, I don't think they would have given them Sporkanok for an easy three and L record. Mm. They would have tried stopping that or not stopping it, but they would making put, improve it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, Sporkanok to me is just a bot that's not finished. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's if a concept it's, still at this point. Yeah, I don't know if COVID had anything to do with it. Budget. Uh, they did talk about Lil Spec uh, a little bit on the show. Uh, been around for a long time, so mm-hmm. I think they'll come back with a bot. Yeah, it's uh, a or, great or, idea. Or maybe as part of a different team. Yeah, but, like um, a lifter hammer design is a good idea. Yeah, because hammers I, I, don't always work. And so I, then you got that lifter. I mean, I don't think it should look like a spork. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um But outside of that, I mean, yeah. it just seems like they just need to make it better. It's yeah. Just not finished. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I agree with that. All right. Uh, hopefully they come back. Mm-hmm. Love to see them back for next season. Love to see 80 bots next season. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think it's a possibility. It is possible. The only way it wouldn't happen is if they just don't want 80 bots competing. Correct. Like it's too they'll, they'll get 80 bots that are as good as Spork. I'm Mark, sure there's that at are least as good 100 as bots yeah. that apply. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, teams they might apply. have to let some teams like Duck and that come back in because yeah we didn't talk about the decision but you know when they were introducing beta mm-hmm. and they showed that fight again yeah um i you know i totally understood where people were coming from because they specifically tried to change the rules this year so that if you didn't have a yeah, weapon like, you couldn't compete there more there are extra rules this year right and so they had a weapon technically yeah. on their bot mm-hmm. but they didn't yeah. use it so What's mm-hmm. the difference between that and Duck? Yeah, I remember when Duck was going to apply this year. They they backed out for whatever reason. I forget why. But they changed their design. It was not a wall anymore. It was an actual wedge. Yeah. It was kind of like Slapbox, And it was going to be more of a lifter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked like Slapbox, actually. Yeah. So. Probably not rubber-mounted armor, though. No. 
right. Um, that's all I'm going to remember about yeah. Slapbox from this year. Okay. Uh, see, I had already forgotten. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. Um, all right. What's the last fight? We have Tracer versus Bell Spear. This was the sixth fight of the night. This is number 38 Tracer against number 45 Bale Spear. We thought Tracer was 0-1. Turns out they were 0-2. They had also been knocked out by Hydrants. And it was the exact same way they were knocked out by Ribot, where they were hit by horizontal spinner, an undercutter horizontal spinner, and flipped over. <laughs> when they when they show them like on top of each other, it looked like the exact same thing. I'm saying they got pushed over. I yeah. it's aren't even real hits. Mm-hmm. Um Bale Spear, we thought they were 0-0. Or zero and zero. They're yeah. zero and one. Uh, they were knocked out by Deadlift, who we haven't seen. No. Uh, so Deadlift's one and zero. Oh. Yeah. Congrats to them. Yeah. Um, so this ended up being an zero and two bot against an zero and one bot. Um, Should we just uh, get right into the Tracer fight? knocked out twice by being pushed yeah. over? Uh, they have a design flaw, yeah. but I love their mini bot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, love that design... we've talked about that. So we're already talking about their self Ryan as their design flaw. Uh no, like them. the okay. bot itself. Got it. It's just yeah. it's it doesn't move mm-hmm. well. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's it's too bulky. Mm-hmm. It's too square. Yeah. Yep. Um, the the wedge is too flat in the yeah. front. Yeah, because I don't like anything about it. They had the self riding thing in the bounty hunters episode, kind of like how Hypershock had theirs. Oh, okay. Um, Bale Spear. Um. It's for the, a spear. This is the first time in two seasons. The two seasons Bale Spear has competed, this is the first time I've actually realized what their weapon is supposed to be. <laughs> I thought it was like a jackhammer. It turns out it's supposed to like just punch out really fast. Correct. I had no clue that was the case. Yeah. Like if you punch a hard drive, you lose everything. Mm-hmm. This is the whole idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I uh, it, it it's like, an idea. Yeah. I thought it was like a jackhammer. And so, I finally realized what it was. <laughs> so let's... Try to talk about the fight. I mean, not much happened. Uh, no. Tracer got a couple hits. Yeah. Uh, they got under Bale Spear. Their mini bot jammed up Bale Spear. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. They, like, one of the spikes on the forks made it so Bale Spear couldn't move. They got a hit that knocked out Bale Spear. Um, so Tracer, you know, they won by mm-hmm. knockout, uh, but it was not impressive. No. Uh, it's not their fault uh, no. that they fought Bale Spear, but. Yeah. Um, I think there are issues with the design. I do mm. love Needle. I think that wall is too high because what would have been some great hits against Bale Spear, Bale Spear didn't fly because they just hit the wall. What wall? The, like, so the front of Tracer is like oh, this the big flat yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was just throwing it into itself. So. happening. Yeah. Um, Bale Spear wasn't moving. Mm-mm. Um... Tracer was able to line them up perfectly. Yep. And it still barely did anything. Yeah. Like it, I, I think it's if that If you just wedge. watch it, like, at it's at the height, like, mm-hmm. Bale Spear might have been lifted off. Yeah. But if you watch it live, like, they had the line, like, they had to wiggle in there yeah. to get perfectly lined mm-hmm. up at a free shot. Yeah. And barely did anything. Yeah. Like, There's you a... saw what happened to Mammoth when even oh, a Hypershock yeah. weapon gets a free mm-hmm. shot. So if you're not competing with Hypershocks, Weapon? Hypershock's weapon, yeah. your weapon isn't very good. Mm-hmm. So you better yeah. be good at something else. Tracer isn't good at yeah. anything There's else. There's a reason why we don't see wedges as tall as tracers, and that's because it actually removes damage Yeah, when you hit your opponent. Works like a guardrail. Yeah. Um, okay, Bale Spear's not very good, um, but I love that team. Yeah. Earl Pancos, uh, I love that team. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bot's not good. I'd probably look out for next year. Um Bale Spear and Rusty should come together and figure out how to build a, a two really farm good bot. bots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, make, call it the cow tipper instead of the cow catcher. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said that. Take that back. Strike that from the record. Got it. All right, that was it. Yeah, that was the fight. This was a weird card, right? Yeah. A weird night. Very quick. Very quick. Like the episode seemed quick. There mm-hmm. weren't a lot of spotlights or whatever. Yeah, uh, we got six knockouts. They didn't focus on the main event as much as they would. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's best that we watch on Discovery Plus because there probably was an extra commercial break than a normal <laughs> episode. Um, 
It was really nice watching on Discovery Plus. It is. Uh, just a reminder, as always, send us your top 25 starting right now. You can send your top 25 to unofficialbattlebots at gmail.com. As long as we get that by 5 p.m. Eastern on Monday, you will be included in the Internet's greatest BattleBot rankings, the official unofficial BattleBot rankings. Yes. All right. Another week in the books. This is week seven. Yep. We think we got four more. I, yeah, I think it's four episodes. Four more episodes of the Next regular week. season, and then we get into yeah. it. I mean, we're going to learn mm-hmm. a lot more. Uh, I, I mentioned it kind of a little bit earlier, but we will ca- cross-reference those rankings. Uh, we will make sure that everything yeah. uh, that we talk about on Monday is as up-to-date as we can be. Yep. Um, Next week is a Tombstone week, so look out for that. All right. Who they got? Scorpios. Nice. Yeah, it's a. Oh, you know that's what? a really good fight. You know, Scorpios is one of those bots I want to see get destroyed by Tombstone. Yeah. Just, yeah. I would like. No, that. I don't blame you. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, one last time, unofficial BattleBots. <laughs> unofficialbattlebots at gmail.com. Uh, thank you all for listening. Our numbers have gone way up again, uh, so we can't thank you enough. This is a lot of fun. Uh, have a great night and a great, great, great weekend. Goodbye. Fun than I thought I would. Yeah, watching this episode. Yeah, I when we got done doing our preview show, I was like, oh no. Yeah. And then I was thinking like, there was going to be some wild upset. Yeah. Because we thought we knew everything. Well, they made it look like Rusty was going to upset me then. <laughs> Which would have been nuts. Oh yeah. Um, but it makes it look like we're not spoiling free because we did tell them everything that was going to happen. It all played out the way yeah. we thought it would. I might go back and listen to that. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.